The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Hey, Popo Nation, welcome to the adult hour. 10 to 12 on WLS AM 890. First time in this slot, Mr. Aguirre. What do you think? Oh my God, it feels like a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it does feel like Thursday afternoon. We're, we're in the grown-up slot now. I think we're used to. We're gonna we're gonna bust our uh, midnight nut pretty soon, uh, uh, right? We're gonna dominate this thing, my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why they put us here. Right? Is there any other reason? I don't you know. get rid of the crazy truck drivers or something, but <laughs> we're here talking about the popo. The midnight owls have to be entertained, right? That's right. That's right. The guy, you get a little sleepy on that swing shift. Now, now it's time to wake up. You know, right? people who don't sleep need some entertainment. You also. Get, you're getting out of that bad date. Dropped her off early or kicked them to the curve. Get a little popo report going on now. You just can't sleep. Oh. You're up walking around. Your wife bothering you. You don't want to get back into bed. <sighs> Turn on the popo report. That's right. Put the headphones on. Put the wireless headphones on. All that new tech stuff. And or don't. You know, you're not going to go to sleep <laughs> listening to us, right? Unless you got a lot of value in you. <laughs> you should be okay. Well, who's back in the news again, my friend? Oh, he's always going to be. In the I news. know he doesn't leave, does he? And it's, and it's pronounced Jussie, not Jesse. It's Jussie with a U. <laughs> I know that. It's hard to say Jussie. Is that a made-up name? Do you think Mom and Daddy really named him Jussie? Just wanted to be special. I mean, we've got some parents naming their kid Felon, so I'm guessing <laughs> Jussie's in the ballpark. we got another character uh, in the fray now. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. They brought out the big gun for this one. This is like bringing, you know, an elephant gun to kill a housefly. That's <laughs> a good analogy. Yeah. Dan, what a back in the news. Dan looking a little old, man, which means we're a little old too, I guess. Special prosecutor Dan Webb, yeah. Who's working for free, I might add. He's not charging that usual 1500 bucks an hour rate that he charges other clients. It's a lot of in dough, the tobacco man. company. Dan's got, Dan can't count all his money at this point, but he's taken on that big case of the year in Cook County, the Jesse Smollett case. And maybe Kim Fox case. You think Kim's got a lawyer yet? Well, not yet. It's going to be the uh, the October surprise watch. R- bro, listen to me. She shows up for a meeting with Dan. There's going to be a room full of lawyers there, okay? On her end and on his end. There's going to be some firepower on both ends, yeah. Man, I- I'm telling you. I don't think I want to beat Kim Fox. But on the other hand, Kim Fox could play this smart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Dan Webb cannot appear to get too heavy-handed with her. There's a lot of political considerations. Uh, uh, there's a lot. And he's the ultimate politician. He really is. He Look what he did with the uh, daily nephew thing, right? You know? I mean, kind of tossed that one up in the air. A little mild punishment for the nephew who killed a kid. Mm-hmm. third of his size did not punish the popo who had lost all kinds of reports and other issues in that case that was the uh the the death investigation of uh david koshman right You're right uh whose mom is still screaming and mm-hmm. justifiably so but jesse jesse's people 
his PR firm, issues a statement the other day. Uh, our story is 100% true, and we will be vindicated. Our, have these people lost their minds? Well, you have to stick to it. I mean, I, you, can't, you, know, you better come in and fall on the sword is what you better uh, do because... Uh, they've gone so... <laughs> 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 They've gone with this story for so long uh, no. to, 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 uh, to, to do a one eighty. It's no. not a good idea, man. I'm telling you because he's going to wind he's going to wind up in front of a grand jury, and there's going to be a whole slew of felony charges getting filed if he messes around. I think it's going to be they're going to settle beforehand a nah, sealed indict a nah, sealed nah, uh, nah, the, yeah. the ruling or whatever, and uh, you know? there's there going to be no settlement in this case, and. He better smarten up because if Dan digs in his heels with the firepower behind him, and trust me, he, his law firm's got more firepower than the government. So is it Dan Webb still firing on all cylinders? Like, this reminds me of uh, bringing in special prosecutor Robert Mueller, okay? Yeah. Lengthy investigation, uh, whether or not the, the Russians were involved. And then they had the big uh, hearing, hearing uh, in front of Congress. Right. And I mean, go, didn't go it didn't too go well. too well because, yeah. like I said, he wasn't firing at all on all yeah, cylinders. But, but you know what? He had unlimited staff. He had twenty five million dollar budget. I mean, you got to figure they brought in the young, smart, tough guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy who delivered the message has clearly had better days at his age. Yeah, but he's no lawyer. He's no longer ready for prime time. I, I mean, is, is Dan Webb going to, you know, is, is he going to, is it going to be the same well, performance? That's a, that's a good question because I think Dan is, uh, he's an old guy. He is an old guy. And, but he, I, I, I have personal experience with him. Let me tell you, he's one of the smartest guys around. He got yeah. like a photographic memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is older. I'm sure he's not what he was 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be a former U.S. attorney of the Northern District of Illinois, yeah, you've got to you've got to have some brain power. You've got to have a, oh, no. a, a lot a lot going for yourself. Yeah, but like I said, animal. time, you yeah. know, to time, you know. <laughs> no, he's an animal. I mean, yeah. he's he, he represents all the big tobacco companies in right. litigation. I mean, he's a gazillionaire at this point. He's the head of Winston and Strawn or the mm -hmm. co-head. Co I mean, he is a force, especially in this town. Right. Yeah. And this thing is so out of control, spun out of control. So, you know, if Kim, Kim Fox handled it poorly. Right. Yeah. We agree on that. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, the uh, Chicago Police Department actually does great work in this case. Yeah. And they had this guy's number from day one. They, the, the guys who responded to his apartment were calling BS. No one's backing down. No one is backing down. So yeah, they brought in Dan Webb, <laughs> a big gun for the city. <laughs> Bro, that means you could take us in about 2022, who's, right? Who's, who's Cook County going to bring in to, uh, you know, bolster their side? Well, uh, it, well, we'll see. But Dan Webb is uh, going to be able to call witnesses and run a grand jury, and he'll have all the resources and money in the world. And this thing is going to get a lot more interesting uh, before it's over with. Let's see, the, Dan Webb is currently uh, representing a uh, Ukrainian oligarch, Dmitry. Fierstash. I mean, this guy is all over the place. He he's 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 heavily, heavily sought after around the world. I mean, that's, oh yeah, yeah. He he's like on. The, how does he have time for this dumb BS? Good question. <laughs> uh, why mostly, did he, why did he accept the uh, the appointment? You know he doesn't have to because his staff is going to do the majority the staff, of the work, right? And they're going to get paid, and he, he's just going to he, like a like consult. Yeah, he's going to show up, do the press conferences, right? Uh huh. Get interviewed, and let everybody else do the heavy lifting. 
that's not what he does at this point, is right? Life, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes actually that makes sense. It's yeah. uh, he, like he said, he represents a big law firm. It's going to be good. It's great for them. Great PR for them. Yeah. Listen, work it, all around for for all of his, uh, you know, his uh, interns and 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 his associates and, and who's ever you know clinging on to him. Oh, it, it, it's a money a cash machine, a cash machine. Yeah, right. I mean, this is why people go to law school. They have a career like this. That's right, buddy. Okay. Well, hey, great first segment. Thanks for sending us off on nonviolent, low-level, supporter of Recognizance Bonds, partner in crime. As the Popo Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, on a late Saturday night, more to come, including cops behaving badly. Rogers Park is back in the news, Paul. I know you love that. And more to come. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSA Made 90. We'll see you in a bit. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Acquired, WSAM 890. Saturday night, Chicago. Hey, look, it's our buddy's birthday. Happy Who's... birthday, Maximos. Lupe's, big three, big three. Lupe's little son, Max. He's like the best looking kid in America, probably, by the way. He's three years old. He already knows he's good looking, too, bro. It's going to be a big problem for you. Yeah, being the father of six sons. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen, man. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think I ever get that. I'm going to six sons, though. <laughs> no, no, but but he's going to act like you got six, okay? Because that's just how good looking he is. Wait till he's about fifteen. Look out! You're too kind, Paul. Yeah. So that was the uh, big three back on Thursday. So yep. we're going to celebrate. We're celebrating it today. We actually we just did. You know, we had a little big uh, throwdown back at the crib. And we came into the studio right afterwards, so I'm feeling pretty good, you know. There you go. And Max is asleep now, so he's feeling pretty good. I told him to stay up a little bit because we're getting, sending him a shout-out. He's all sugared out. He should be up for days. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving right along, our buddy Ed Burke. Back to the big news of the day or the week. Eddie Burke kind of walked away from his law practice officially. Took himself off the corporate masthead. Think they took him off but or I, he took himself off? I think off. it was a strategic move. Yeah. A uh, U.S. attorney probably suggested it to his lawyers. A good idea if he's not really practicing law the same way he has been for the last 50 years. Well, he's, he wasn't practicing law, but he was benefiting my, mightily. Yes. But his daughter and uh, son are now uh, main partners in the law firm. Yeah. Right? You think they're getting much work or any more work or as much work? Yeah. I bet, I'm a, a lot of heat on that freaking law firm. The profit and law statement is a little bit lighter in the ass than last year. This dive. The Christmas party isn't going to be as big? Probably not. Christmas party may be family members only. Not too many clients. They're not going to run out Navy Pier? No, nah, I don't <clears> think so, brother. I think uh, those Had days are over with. <laughs> I think he's, he's worried about the big federal trial that's going to cost him uh, uh, north of a million bucks, probably. I don't know if people Although re- he can afford it, right? Yeah, I don't know if people remember, but Burke, he was charged with attempted extortion in, in January and indicted in May on racketeering and bribery charges. Alleging that he tried to muscle some developers. Uh, <laughs> Nobody in Chicago would do that. No alderman would muscle people. Which is par yeah. for the course in right. Chicago. Take yeah. advantage of their, their position. Yeah, but but well, because of because of him, Lightfoot, you know, with her election, a big change came into town. Well, yeah, he's he's out. Everybody else is in, right? Yeah, you can no longer yeah hold a second job if it's in conflict with your with your city <laughs> your with your city job, Paul. Oh, man, he screwed it up for everybody, didn't he? Everybody, <laughs> you're supposed to lay low. You're supposed to you know 
Yeah, stay under the radar. Well, we can't no. blame it totally on him. That's the previous 75 or 100 aldermen who have gone to federal prison. Well, walking around that flashy pinstripe suit, you sort of hard to stay under the radar, Paul. Well, they've been after him, man, forever, at least since the 80s. And now they've got him. They got him in their gun sights. He's going to be down in that federal building doing the dance. It's not going to be a pleasant experience. Is that trial happening this in 2020, you think? Should. Federal court. They should push it through. Yeah, to, to, well, 2019 or at, at, at the very, yeah, 20, yeah, 2020, yeah. Well, next, Maybe 2019, not 2019, not the end, but No, no, it's not going to happen this year. Yeah, no. no, this is way too soon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, our next story, uh, City of Harvey. <laughs> Can't pay the phone bill, bro. No 911 service. You want to luck if you get shot or have a heart attack at Harvey? They should call that up. Maybe Ed could float the phone bill. I think it was seventeen grand they didn't pay. I think it was a non-emergency pol- uh, fo- police and fire lines. So I think the regular 911 line was okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it went... I thought, uh, originally they said it went down, but I'm not sure Harvey dispatches their own. They might be in a you know South Suburban dispatch center that they're unaffected by the bill. You know, it's funny because... Uh, uh, 24th District. It's right next to Evanston. So if you're making a 911 call and you're on Howard, Howard Street or Howard yeah, Avenue, right. you're usually going to get Evanston. The divide usually between Chicago and Evanston. Or right? you're usually going to get Chicago. So there's a lot of cross traffic. There's an emergency going on in Evanston. We get dispatched. We get dispatched. And we're like, I've never heard of this street. Well, oh, that's got to be Evanston. So we, there's just, there's like a five minute lag. And meanwhile, someone's getting, you know, someone needs some emergency services. I think, so, I think you should respond to Evanston. <laughs> Evanston, people wouldn't mind if CPD showed up, would they? It's, it's, why? Well, I don't know if that happens with Harvey in Chicago, but... <laughs> oh, no. No, no, that doesn't happen. But Harvey stays in trouble out there. They they may have even more people getting indicted per capita than the Chicago politicians. Yeah, there's a lot Yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans and tomfoolery this, going on with this, yeah, the politicians there in Harvey. Yeah. This is not their first uh, rodeo with <laughs> unpaid bills out there. They can't make their payroll. They can't... They're a hot mess. 14000 in the hole, and they... I guess on they the finally, phone. On the phone, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just on the phone. Imagine... Where your, you know, health insurance uh, payments are. It's a hot mess out there. Always has been. Always will be. And uh, moving right along, man, it's been a tough week in the lake, my friend. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's the uh, the uh, triathlon was canceled last Sunday yeah. because of high winds and uh, high waves. High waves, yeah, yeah which creates high waves. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> that Lake Michigan is a bad place, right? Um, you, you said it. You said it. Uh, what a while ago! It's the uh, the number one serial killer. It's the number one serial killer of all the Great Lakes. Uh, it is dangerous, dangerous in that lake on a good day, and with the weather, the way it's been up and down, I, it, it's just insane. I mean, yeah, I mean, people yeah. are what they're uh, they're drowning in a foot and a half of water out there. Yeah. Police, police, and fire resources are strained. Uh, uh, deeply because they're o- always responding to uh, uh, just the slightest uh, incident uh, involving Lake Michigan, involving the water, involving people, you know, just being swept, just walking along the shoreline right. and then a wave coming and yeah. just Take right <laughs> taking out. them right in. Yeah. That's what happened to this girl, right? Oh, uh, man. That's a tragic story. A little, little girl got swept <laughs> off the wall and a guy jumped in the saber and uh, he's in the water four minutes and dies. Uh, initially, I, I wasn't sure who that guy was, but it wasn't it her father? I'm pretty sure it was his dad, and perhaps they had different last names or something, or when the story broke, they did not 
and uh-huh. everybody's name. But yeah. it, was, it was his dad who tried to save her. Yeah, which is what a good dad would do. He dies, and she gets saved by the uh, by the lifeguards uh, initially. Yeah, or- at least the eleven year old didn't go right. But uh, sorry about the dad dying trying to save his daughter. People, yeah, don't. Don't go on the break walls when when there, when there are alerts along the lake. Right, it's it's completely dangerous. And and three to six foot waves, man. Them waves are licking uh, across the top of the break wall. Get get off that area. Get out of there. Yeah. All right. It's not worth drowning. It's pretty. It's fun to look at. And if it's really hot, you might like the little cold water splashing on you. But if it sucks you back in, you're in big trouble. Yeah. If you're not completely aware of what's go what what happens on the lake, yeah, just. Be mindful of your kids when you're out there, you know, going out, you know, and just enjoying the water. Just be mindful. And then we had a guy who uh, jumped into the Lincoln Park South Lagoon to get his dog. They got the dog out, but guess who they didn't get out? My man who jumped in. A 29-year-old man jumped in to save his pooch. The pooch managed to get out. He did not. Fire department, scuba team, searched for an hour and a half, couldn't find them. Listen, man, dogs know how to swim. I mean, do they have that innate ability to just... Float, doggy paddle, and just get you know get out of the water. Yeah, they're generally light, and they bounce with the waves. They're not gonna. I'm not too many dogs drown unless they get right. dropped off in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, they become shark bait. No sharks, and maybe some gators occasionally in Chicago. But I don't know. Would you jump into the lagoon for moose? If, if he just... I got to tell you. You would? Yeah? No, nah, Moose can swim. Moose can swim. Moose is on his own, I think. I'm my fit, but I'm not going into the lagoon for the dog, okay? I mean... There's Maybe not, with a life jacket. There's not much to this South Lagoon over there in Lincoln right. Park. I mean, it's... it's it's People are just around there fishing. I'm guessing the dude couldn't swim. Right? I mean, there's it, there's not heavy breakwaters there. No, it's uh, no. There's no. There aren't, no. aren't any waves because no. it's it's. There aren't any waves, but it's pretty high right now. It's yeah. it's actually all the way up to the uh, the top. Well, it's you know more than three four feet of water. You're gonna drown. I'm not sure how down, right? how deep it is or what's inside. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. He got stuck. He whatever. I mean, Panic. who knows what the hell's hey, down you there? Know what it was. You know what it was, bro. He, he ate and probably got a cramp. Probably had just had lunch. And you know what your mama used to say? You just ate. Don't go in the water. He, he went in the water after the pooch. I'm sorry, man. I would never jump into the water for a pooch. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he, he, may, he, may, he may be a part of the family, but hey, you know, he, we know he'll get you out. Are. We know you how jump, you are with dogs. You jump in, you better, you better jump out because <laughs> well, I'm know. not jumping in for you. Loop, Loopy's not want, jumping in for the dog. <laughs> unless unless it's Paul Cialino who's, getting, who's, who's drowning in the lake. I'm not jumping in, you know. That's right. <laughs> Two-legged dog, okay? Four-legged dog, he's on his own. He's got, hopefully, he figures it out and gets to shore eventually. He's got eventually. four legs to get out right that's right you know <laughs> he's, he's, they're, they're smart and he did this one survived it he got out and my man didn't get out yeah listen y'all if you can't swim don't jump in the water dangerous body of water okay if, if, if you can't swim don't you know don't go near bo- a body of water there you go Just really you know we're gonna take another break paul when we come back we've got that story out of uh out of california where uh, a cop claimed that he was sniped We'll get into that. We'll dive into that, okay? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 9D. See you in a bit. I want you to love me like my dog does, baby. Uh, welcome back, Popo dog lovers and everybody else. Paul Cialino, Lupe Acquired, Chicago Popo Report, WLS AM 890, Saturday night. You know what? Here, The problem with this is... 
the dog didn't love the dude as much as the dude loved the dog, okay? You think the dog would have jumped in the lagoon if the, if the, if the for, dog, for his master? If the dude had played the song for the dog a few times, the dog might have pulled him out, okay? I think the pooch is stay, stay, staying on shore. I'm like, you better get yourself out, dude. The, the pooch is like every man for himself, bucko. Okay? I didn't ask you to jump in the water. I was doing just fine. You should learn how to swim, dummy. Well, well there's a Melrose Park uh, police officer got himself in the jam this week, bro. What happened? Yeah, a few stories out of Melrose Park, right? It's quite uh, a shock. Hey, there are some stories out there. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the uh, it's kind of murky, you know, what this officer actually did. He, Right, he was involved in a gunfight off duty. Is what he did, and, and one guy got killed and another wounded. Right, right. So and uh, he, he's um, he's in custody. He was in Maywood, so Melrose Park police officer was it hanging out in Maywood? Not far away, they're right next to right each, next other, to each out other. Right, yeah, right next to each other. Just go what up Roosevelt Road and you're there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so wh who knows what he was doing off duty. You know, maybe alcohol was involved. Maybe a chick or two were involved. Maybe, um, maybe they they locked they arrested him quick. When you know when stuff yeah, it's usually involves a chick and and an alcohol. I'm I'm sure there's a couple of those elements in play here, <laughs> and some other unsavory characters that you're hanging out with. You That's know? right, and guys from high school that you know just happen to just remain Facebook friends and you just want to hang out sometimes and who knows what they're up to and then you're hanging out and then oh my god there's gun you're play. into you're into this crap and now I'm involved you wrote me oh <laughs> there's gunplay involved and uh somebody gets shot shot dies the other guy gets wounded yeah big problems listen if you're uh if, if, if you're a public employee especially police officer yeah, now leave, leave the gun at home leave the gun at home and and uh check out who your friends are now you know, or see if you want to be friends with him anymore. That would be helpful. Uh, however, uh, Rolling Meadows cop, he's got a problem. Lives in Naperville. That didn't help him. What, what happened to him? A 16-year veteran of the Rolling Meadows Police Department, uh, Officer McMahon, is no longer going to be Officer McMahon. Ryan, 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 what were you thinking about? Facing two felony charges of patronizing a prostitute and two misdemeanor charges solicitation of a sexual act. You know, you can't even get on the internet and try and get lucky anymore, I guess, huh? I mean, he should have just stayed stuck to Pornhub because, uh, that's I mean, right. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> he visited this lingerie shop and he was, uh, basically dimed out by a, a CI and another witness. So it's like, uh, I, I, this is, this falls under chicken stuff, okay? I mean, I, I get it, but. This is really, it's a non-story, okay? I mean, come on. I mean, it's pretty funny. It's like... Yeah, it's not funny for him 16 years down the toilet because he, he got horny. I mean, guys, I mean, guys, yeah. If you care about your job, if you care about your public sector job, don't do idiotic, you know... <laughs> Anything you do on that computer can come back and get you later, okay? There's no such thing as deleting, erasing the file, etc. The, the minute they show up and they go, we want your computer, or they have the other end where you're chatting, they got you. You're done. Or you're, you know, uh, in the company of a prostitute and there was a, uh, a sting investigation by the, uh, the police department and you get caught up in that. I mean, yeah, there's just... A lot of ways you could get jammed up, people. You know, the chief said, uh, Chief Nowacki said on Friday out in Rolling Mills, the charges get McMahon very serious. Very serious.
up in Winnebago County. Okay? And I can tell you where Rockford sits. There's a lot, a lot of bad stuff happening up there most of the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, he's gone. He's done. Put a fork in him. And now let's uh, let's go over uh, the West Coast, Southern Cal. What was this guy we thinking? A, we got a deputy who lied about being shot by a sniper he's while he p- was in a parking lot. Uh, our deputy he said he got shot in the shoulder of his bulletproof vest while make walk walking to his car, right? Yeah, it's 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 the uh, it's this uh, scenario that we play out every day. You, you you drive into your parking lot, usually in your civilian clothes, and then you just grab your stuff from the uh, trunk from the trunk, yeah, right? And then, you, and then you go and then you go inside, or you like like some police officers they they come they come to work dressed, which I never understand. <laughs> you come to work dressed, you leave your house dressed. In popo gear, and then you, you know, maybe you're shy. You don't want to dress in front of the fellas. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe you, you you got issues about getting disrobed in front of other people. I don't know. I, the guy I, from Rolling Metals apparently didn't. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. But but this guy, he all of a sudden claims that uh, he was shot at by a sniper across the street in an right. apartment building. And he was a tra- he's brand new. Brand right? yeah, twenty one years old. Yeah, he's not on the job, but a few months. Yeah. And they fresh, have helicopters up in the air and SWAT teams. I mean, they go crazy. And then they find out, oop, he made it up. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't find a, 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 you know, a spent, you know, they didn't find anything in his bulletproof vest, like a, like a slug. No, and they checked the shirt and then he finally said, well, I, I, I didn't shoot the shirt. I cut it with a pair of scissors. How did this guy get through all the screening to become a how did that happen? Because this kid is really a hot mess. I mean, why would he even uh, conjure up this story to begin with? He didn't have a reason, man. They asked him why'd you do it, and he couldn't tell him. I mean, was right. he late? Was he? Uh, he didn't want to get docked fifteen minutes or a half hour. A late, late. <laughs> I don't Let think me just... that was it. I think he <laughs> thought he was going to be a hero, right? Maybe I get an early heroism award for getting shot in the parking lot with no blood. <laughs> no bullet in the vest. No bullet in the vest. Once my shirt hit my vest, but it bounced off, and they couldn't find it later. Right. In a story, once the detectives get a hold of you, and the, you know the uh, the French fry lights are yeah. are on you, you start sweating. Yeah. <laughs> you st- you get all crispy, and then you start telling the truth, right? <laughs> because detectives have met young police officers who have lied before in the past, right? And they're probably walking in, going, uh, "You know what?" This guy's not too bright. He's going to break pretty pretty fast. He's not too bright, and this all sounds like BS to me, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he need, needless to say, our young patrolman's unemployed out there in L.A. There's an opening fired from the sheriff's yeah, department, right? The L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Yeah, yeah. they have an opening, people. So uh, you, you know, do apply, apply, put, put in your application. <laughs> Try to not make up false, you know, sniper reports when you report to the job. Just don't lie. Period. It's not good. Right. You stay out of trouble if you tell the truth, right? Yeah. Most of the time. Or not say anything. Right? <laughs> or mind your own business. Mind your yeah, own business. Right. Mind your own business. I saw nothing. I know nothing. Coming to work on time. That's right. You know, don't rush in because you might get into a car accident. And someone might get hurt. And because you're a public employee, you're going to get jammed up very easily. Uh, so just this, take man. your time. We've seen disaster happen with that going on, too. You know, because you'll be, you'll want to lie, thinking you'll get away with it, but no, you're not going to get away with it, people. You're not.
those French fry lights will jam you up. <laughs> the bosses really leaning on you, going, "Hey, genius! We know. <laughs> we right? know. We've seen. We've seen this before. Yes, you're not the first guy. <laughs> not the first guy or the last guy. Do, do yourself a favor. Now start telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna lose my job? Well, yeah, you might lose your job, but, but maybe we could talk to somebody. But maybe you won't spend a lot of time in jail, and uh, there won't be a heavy yeah. fine. And you know, maybe you'll be able to, you know, be employable afterwards at. You know, some security firm in, uh, in, in, uh, I don't know. Missoula. <laughs> you can go to Missoula and find work. Down in Florida. Go, yeah. LA PD training academy. You know, with this background, you'll probably still be employable in Florida, but that's about it. Florida would work. They would hire them. No, no question about it. And as would some, uh, Suburban towns in and around Cook County. All right, Paul. Yeah. Great segment. We're going to take another break. We're going to hit pause when we come back. We've got a little more crime and mayhem and an armored car theft story. I always love those, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Ah, welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Aguirre, WLSAM 890, Chicago, Saturday night. Folks, can't hear us live from that new 10 to 12 slot. Go to WLSAM.com. Listen to it anytime you want. No commercials, no traffic, no weather, no nothing. Just Lupe and Paul entertaining you. What our next guy do, Lupe? <laughs> this guy, I love this guy. Right? <laughs> this, this freaking guy. He, uh, well, I don't know, I guess... Uh, he was driving along and uh, looked behind him. He's like, there's a lot of cash. There's, there's a, lot, a lot, lot of, of coins. Change. A lot of coins. He's delivering change for the armored car company, our man here, right? Which uh, got, goes through very stringent background investigations. I just, I think he just had a lot of laundry to do that day. And uh, he just needed some, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of quarters. Well, listen, laundry. he stole 537000 and change in Change and change. We're talking. Literally in change. We're talking quarters, dimes, nickels. <laughs> These aren't gold coins. What we're are you talking doing about right. Five hundred thirty-seven thousand and change. Whoa, that's a <laughs> lot of quarters and nickels and dimes, right? Yeah. And, and he'd been doing it for months, right? I mean, and frankly, they're not quite sure. He may have been doing it for up to a year. <laughs> They had an audit finally, and someone said, uh, and this was uh, Thillon's Armored Car Company, you see them all. Wouldn't you have an audit a little more regularly, like every think, week, uh, at yes. least once a month, and see where we where we stand? Yeah, but, uh, Cameron <laughs> Bowman, 28 of Riverdale, he, uh, he knew there was no audit being performed. He's stealing with a reckless abandon. Yeah. 537000 and change. Might, might be a record. <laughs> might be a record, yeah. But they, uh... It, it, it only been stealing since May. You, you know what I think? I think you've been stealing a lot longer. They're just admitting to this much. That's all they're doing with this one. This guy's probably been stealing since he started, and they just don't want to cop to it. But they're <laughs> interrogating him, right? I love that. This is my. This is a great interrogation <laughs> thing because yeah. they they convince him. You know, maybe you could help yourself here. Just okay? bring in some money. But bring you in know, the coins back. If you make us whole, maybe you uh -huh. won't get charged with a felony. So they let him go home, <laughs> right? And he comes back with what, Loop? $25,300 in $100 bills. He apparently been cashing that change in somewhere, right? Because he's not going to haul around twenty five k in uh, 
and change. But he brought back 25000 and uh, I don't think that's going to help him on the felony charges. Uh, just imagine, where could he go to cash in that cash in the coins? He's got a friendly currency exchange somewhere. Currency exchange? They're going to, I mean... Nowadays, if you bring in guys. coins, they, they charge you, what, 10% of what you're... Ten you percent of something you didn't earn. What do you care? <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> That's a cheap price to pay. Get rid of all the dough and get $100 bills. Don't they have, like, uh, I don't know, a duty to report suspicious activity? Let's say, why is this guy bringing in uh, a boatload of coins? They're probably rolled up, right? They're not. You think they're in loose loose bags or loose I, in bags? I don't know how to deliver. Whatever you. the case is, this right. who the hell is bringing in? Who this guy bringing in coins or exchange? Once you have, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know. Well, there's it's a, kind of suspicious activity. I, I think the federal laws, anything over like ninety seven hundred dollars has to be reported. A form has to be filled out. But that's if it's being deposited right into a bank account, right? Uh-huh. So apparently he's operating on a cash basis. Right. He's not depositing it anywhere, and I don't think there's any duty to report uh, $500,000 of change being cashed in over several month period. You think he's going from, he's not using the same currency exchange at, you know, always he's going. <sighs> it's a lot of work. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of work, It's a lot of man. driving around right. and not get caught and just exchange these coins because you're not going to do it at a bank. A bank's a little bit. No, know, no, no. I'm no, sure, he doesn't, not I'm sure he doesn't have a checking account or savings account, so he's not going to go to banks. So. No, no. But <laughs> You think he's going to the local jewel and going to the uh, customer service counter like, hey. Can I get some dollar bills, some hundred dollar hey, bills for all this coin? And catching in all this change, okay? <laughs> what but about Mariano's? Or no? it'd be very interesting. I'd like to know. I'd like to know the details of this thing, right? <laughs> it's a lot of work involved. Let him go home by himself, and he came back with twenty five k. Is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that should give him some time off, right? Oh yeah, he's going to have some time off. He's going to have some time <laughs> off over twenty six in California for sure. <laughs> And not to beat that dead horse, but I just cashed in like six years of change saving, and I think it was about twenty five hundred dollars worth. Yeah, and it was a major pain in the ass. Okay, it's I heavy. had it in like cashew plastic containers you get from Costco. Yeah, yeah. quarters, nickel, dimes, pennies. Right, right. I mean, I almost broke a shopping cart bringing it into right. the bank at Jewel because they got a change counter there. Imagine the weight. I five hundred thousand no, dollars worth no, of coin. I can't. Imagine the work the would be nightmare. You keep in all these coins. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you didn't have it all at one time. It's over a period of, I would say, you know, a, year, a year, a year. Yeah, but yeah. dude was a hard worker, man. Okay, we got to give him that. The, the boy would work. Huh? He worked his tail end off cashing in this doll. Visited a lot of coin machines, a lot of jewels. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the cops were very happy. They didn't have to count twenty five thousand dollars in quarters. Okay. Yeah. So we're going from this uh, armored car driver who, uh, you know. Thought he was going to get away with it. To uh, where are we going? Uh, We're going up to Lake County. Sixty-nine-year-old Larry Lotz of Barrington. What did Larry do? He had a problem in court this week. I uh, guess he was found guilty of uh, murdering his wife uh, over a coffee maker. Whoops! I hate when that happens. Coffee maker. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I've never owned a coffee maker. You get a little old. You get a little cranky. The little things become big things. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Larry killed his wife because they got in a fight over the coffee maker. Because he was leaving, you know, me and the Greek argue about this sometimes. He argued over him leaving the coffee maker on after he was done drinking coffee. Don't want that red light on. She's saying, hey. Because that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Our electric bill's going up, you know, 13 or 14 cents every month because you don't turn off the coffee pot. 
So he winds up beating her to death with the coffee pot. <laughs> I'm guessing she would have mind, wish she minded her own business. And she also got shot in the head and torso just to make sure she was dead. You think there was maybe some other problems in this marriage besides the coffee maker being left on? I'm sure this was the, uh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. But, uh, hey, Larry's lawyer had a creative argument. You wouldn't believe this one. He was, he's a Vietnam veteran. He had PTSD. Yeah, that was his defense. Didn't work. Done. He's cooked. I've never believed in uh, owning a coffee maker. You know, I just make sure I live near a Starbucks. Well, shouldn't be any problems at home about leaving the coffee maker on, right? No, because you don't have to have that same pot of coffee every morning. You know, it gets kind of monotonous and kind of redundant, really. Same <laughs> pot of coffee. Let's just go next door. And, you know, today we're going to get a... Uh, a frappuccino tomorrow, uh, uh, macchiato, or maybe a uh, you know green tea latte, or maybe you know a little extra foam on top. I mean, you have all these choices. I mean, that one coffee maker, what co same coffee every damn day. I like the same cup of coffee every day. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't want all that fancy stuff. I don't want to pay six bucks for something that costs twenty cents to make. I'm all about hey. variety and having somebody else make my stuff. You get off that little high rise and you walk down the street to that yuppie little Starbucks and they know they know what you want when you walk in there. Uh, most like, places you walk in and right, give me a cup of coffee. They pour a cup of coffee. You got to go to Starbucks. There's 15 people making the damn cup of coffee. And the thing is, I love the fact that there just isn't one coffee place uh, within a square block. There's like 10. So I, that's an added variety. I don't have to go to the same... You know, same people to get the same stuff out. You know, uh, maybe I want some, uh, uh, I don't know, different kind of milk. Maybe I want some uh, uh, goat's milk some today. Goat milk. I want some goat milk today. Exactly. That's that's the kind of luxury and variety should, I love. We should Paul. probably hit that hard break on that, that yuppie in heaven note. We're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, we've got uh, more alligator on news. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> All right. You're going to love this one. Uh, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a few. Hi. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. Top of the second hour. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. 50,000 screaming watts bouncing around your little head tonight. What do we got next? Back to our mundane, stupid criminals, killers, Chicago stuff. <laughs> our stockage rate. And the county prosecutors who, uh, you oh. know, decide to give them sweet deals later on in life. Uh, yeah, our, 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 earlier our guy. In life, right? Yeah, earlier, later in life. At some point, you know, yeah. Deontay, we're talking about Deontay Johnson, people. Yeah. He's back in the, he's back in the news. Deontay, uh, when he was a juvenile, killed another juvenile, 16 year old, uh, Finger High School honor student, Darian Albert. And the other guys got charged as adults, right? Right. There was three of them. Yeah. And, uh, our guy, Deontay, who's currently in the news again, uh, he was a juvenile, so they charged him as a juvenile. He did a little time in juvenile facility, right? Yeah. And now he's 24 years old, and um, what'd he do? Well, he well he got he got a sweet deal back uh, when he was charged as a juvenile and uh, called an extended jurisdiction juvenile prosecution EJJ. Right. Yeah. So, sort of like defer if you don't get if you don't get into major trouble anymore, right? You know, Yep. you won't be. Uh, you, you won't have to worry about this. Uh, this charge. And Deontay was fourteen at the time in the first case, right? Right. He was a young kid. Yeah. 
And and that's really, man, that's kind of a cutoff age. When I mean, And prosecutors love charging juveniles as adults in any serious violent crime. They don't care how old they are usually. 14, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I understand when you're 17, you're maybe 16. Yeah. You're cooked, right? Yeah. But a 14-year-old, maybe no background or a limited background, and maybe he cooperates. There's a lot of things that go you're, into that. You're but, highly impulsive. Yeah, you, you, right. You'll follow the pack. You don't think for You don't right? think for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Your brains are still, you know, yeah. mush. Yeah, pretty much, right? And, yeah. uh, and, of course, politically, this has become a hot potato because he's, he got himself in trouble. And at, why isn't he in jail for the first one? And on and on and on. And uh, Fox has to come out and explain herself. And, and probably it was the kind of decision that no one really got too wound up about at the time. No. Not or wound up about it, though, because yeah. he's back in trouble. Right. Right? And the Albert family, the victim, uh, they haven't commented about it, but... Now he's in jail on no bond. Yeah, from right? my understanding, with with these certain types types of cases, the uh, the rate of recidivism is pretty low. It's not bad, uh, but the ones who do fall back in, I mean, yeah, it's usually yeah. it's not it's you know. And this is a gun thing, right? It's not this a simple thing. Running from the pope, mm-hmm. pope, pope pulled up on him, was going to search him, and he takes off running. He dumps a gun, gets caught. Yeah, a felon and. Possession of a firearm, it's a felony, right? It's a felony. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not a certain type of felony or, right. you know, it's got to be a class, whatever. It's a felony. Clearly, you're, the dude didn't learn his lesson, did he? No. 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 If, if everything alleged is true. I mean, here's the thing. You've got to have that. You've got to have some, a tremendous support structure uh, to not get into trouble if you're... Uh, it helps. But, hey, he's a grown-ass man, all right? So... Uh, He's not going to get babied on this one. And I suspect uh, he's going to get hammered. They're going to drop the hammer on him. And there's not going to be no sweetheart deal offered on this gun charge. He's yeah. looking at 10 on this one. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, we love this next guy. Huh? Uh, Rogers Park native. One of your guys. Yeah, yeah. We we actually, I've dealt with this guy a Oh, lot. have you? Oh, yeah. Inside we, stuff. We, I see, love it. We, yes. we, we always see him around. And we've uh, he's been targeted. And... Uh, He's been doing a lot of dumb, dumb stuff in Rogers yeah, like, Park. Like for robbing a twelve-year-old and burglarizing a home while free, free on three uh, personal recognizance bonds. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> the, the point of the story. He's yeah, exactly. He gets he gets charged with a felony burglary, released on a recognizance bond. Charged with criminal damage to property and assault, released on another recognizance bond. Charged with battery, released on a third. So he was out on three recognizance yeah, let, bonds, let, and let, then. Let's stop. This this is what makes all of us crazy, right? Yeah. Because if I'm a judge in bond court and the dude comes back in front of me after he's been kicked loose on a bond for a serious felony and he's not in, now he's picked up a second felony while out on bond, sorry, Charlie, you're buying uh, 750000 Mama got seventy five k. you can walk. Otherwise, you can be sitting at 26th Street till we sort out all these charges. That way, we don't have a third case, right, Loop? Certain, if you don't meet certain conditions, you know, of release, yeah. then the ham, the first time the hammer should be dropped, not the second or third. Here, here the hammer was finally dropped after he was three arrested. Cases. Yeah, after three cases, yeah. This, this guy, well, I know what's going to happen. They did, judge is going to look at this and go, let's combine all this stuff and here's my deal. Ten years. Off he goes. He'll do five, <laughs> right? But I let me tell you, rob a twelve-year-old. He's got to do some time right? now. Yeah, yeah. He, this this guy's got to go away. He's he's got to get smoked. 
And I'm people's court, popo court. I'm dropping 15 on this dude if he's found guilty on all this stuff. He gets, uh, he gets out when he's about 32 and a half. Let him got, think about it for a while. He's got to do at least 10. I mean, and, and <laughs> I, might, I might ban him for life from Rogers Park. <laughs> Keep him out of there. I don't know if these uh, these guys realize it when you when you when you try to uh, fence or not sell your uh, stolen gear at pawn shops. There's a record. Oh, okay? absolutely! And every pawn shop I've ever been in in Chicago's got a camera running. And part of the investigation, and uh, sooner or later you're going to get you're going to get pinched. And and the pawn shop guys have to send their paperwork to property crimes detective there every month. There you go. So it's just a simple matter of a patrolman <laughs> or a detective calling up the property crimes guy and goes, what's been hocked over here <laughs> at these at the pawn shops in Roger Parks? Right? I mean, yeah, these Pretty pawn shop stuff. operators, they're, I mean, it is what it is, right. but they, they try to operate within, you know, right. well, within the color of uh, If of, they get uh, caught law, messing up, they could have a problem. They could have a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of shady to begin with, but right. they're... <laughs> Always have been. Always will be. <laughs> They try to stay within the law. They're not like the Las Vegas Palm guys, right? Rick and the boys. Those guys, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have anything like that in Chicago. No, no. By the way, I've been to that pawn shop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a dump. The best thing going on in that thing, they got a great hot dog stand right in the parking lot. I stopped watching that show a while ago. I just Me got too. sick of it. Long, long, long time ago. But hey, Over. Uh, moving along to Lake Forest. Uh, oh, Lake Forest. Oak Forest. Oak excuse Forest. me, Lake Forest. Oak Forest, which is uh, not to be confused with Lake Forest. Oak On the Forest. west side, right? No, south. South, south suburbs, south way south. south. Oh, yeah. Old Forest. Yeah, that's right. Around there, that's the Oak Forest area, right? Used to be a nice area. Not so much anymore because uh, at 1.30 in the afternoon the other day, officers responded to shots fired at 159th and Central. Two vehicles exchanging gunfire. This is the part I like. One guy's driving a black Cadillac Escalade and the other dude a white Mercedes sedan. They decide to have a gunfight with each other at 1.30 in the afternoon. Nobody got hit that we're aware of. They were gone when the popo showed up. But, hey, if any of y'all know, if Daddy <laughs> came home with the Escalade full of 9 millimeter rounds, okay, call the Oak Forest Police Department at 708-687-1376. They'd be very interested in knowing about that. Yeah, I like the fact that uh, Cadillac Escalade and Mercedes were involved. Why leave all the fun uh, street action to, uh, I don't know, uh, Chevy Capri? Or, That's right, uh, the broke people, okay? Or, uh, or a Cadillac <laughs> Broham. Yeah, or stolen cars. Stolen cars, yeah. Right, using drive-bys. These guys shooting at each other. I'm pretty much guessing nobody had a stolen car. I'm guessing alcohol or drugs were involved, too. Yeah, I think. yeah Want to bet? One thirty in the afternoon? Late lunch. Ah, all right then. We're going to take another break, Paul. Hit pause. Hit the hold. When we come back, we've got some parking lot shenanigans and Alligator Bob has found a girl. We'll get into it. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you on the turnaround. I just want to make Ah, uh, welcome back, people. Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. It's Saturday night. That's his birthday. Rocking it out tonight. That's a Barrington, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Drew Peterson's got a relative in Barrington. There's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, another older guy. Older guy from South Barrington. For those of you unfamiliar with that area, a lot of dough out in South Barrington. A lot of those big McMansions, real mansions. There's yeah. new money out there. Frank Bushauer, 
Frank killed his wife, Cynthia, in a homicidal rage over heated arguments over construction problems in the South Barrington home they built. I mean, emotions get high when you're doing a lot of, we're doing some, some work around the house, whether you're doing, yeah, this is, a, I guess, a big construction uh, Big construction. Uh, I mean, my the wife and I, we just updated our kitchen. We almost killed each other for that. I mean, seriously. I, I learned a long time ago, try not to interfere in the decorating too much, okay? Don't mess with the nest. Leave the nest alone. Just write the checks, my friend. Just just write the checks and, and be happy. Uh, apparently, Frank... And by the way, this murder happened in 2000. It's happened like 20 years ago. Yeah, this has been going on <laughs> like, for a while. When, when Frank was a much younger man, maybe 49 or something. Right? Yes. 70 minus 20. Yeah, but Frank got a really good lawyer, Alan Ackerman, who's been known to be a miracle worker throughout the years. And Alan's been around a long time now. Frank, Alan assures Frank, hey, we're going to win the appeal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay? I mean, he almost had this in the bag, but... Uh, well, he got uh, away with it for 20 years, right? Yeah, but we had a police officer who got a little, uh, you know, he, got, he became a detective. He was a police officer... When the on murder scene happened. when the murder happened, yeah. and then he became a detective in 2010, and then he thought, well, you know what, I think this, that case is still kind of suspicious. Let's see, convince the prosecutors to open it up. Yeah, he did, and and then genius <laughs> starts talking to the said detective. Mm-hmm. He got that whole, oh, I'd like to have my attorney present, uh, thank you, Yeah, right? But he, uh, what did he say? You know what? I, I don't really remember if I killed her. I, I, I guess I it could have happened, right? Yeah, I guess it could have happened, you know. Which is, that is interrogation 101. Get him to make some kind of admission. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't deny it, probably because he doesn't testify. And the judge says the defendant dipped his toe into the waters of confession. Close Ooh. enough for me. Which is a pretty good line when you think about it. It is. You don't forget about drowning your wife violently in the bathtub, right? Found 17 injuries on her. You know what? It's tough to get 17 injuries drowning in the bathtub. You jump up, fall down, jump up, and fall down again 15 times? 17? Yeah, it's kind of hard right? to do. Well, even if it's like a suicide, it's like just like one or two injuries. You you don't know, whatever. You just fall and hit your head, and that's it. But how do you get 17? Yeah, 17, yeah, right? Back, back a little back. excessive, right? <laughs> right? The popo shop, she's laying in the bathtub. And by the way, I think he was dry when they showed up. He was dry. Yes. She, yeah. I tried to save her, but I, I didn't get wet. Yeah. She had a little rigor mortis setting in. I mean. Well, he's an old guy now. I, I'm, I'm guessing. And she, by the way, she weighed like 96 pounds. Yeah. And he had her out of the bathtub. Yeah. And rigor mortis had set it. Yeah. <laughs> the story, it kept getting worse. But 20 years ago, he got a pass. See, either the uh, the police department or the uh, investigators 20 years ago did a lousy job and or the uh, attorney was just great. And if it wasn't for this detective convincing the prosecutors to reopen, this wouldn't even oh, be the story anymore. 20 years ago, South Barrington was a lot smaller than it is today. Yeah. So to imagine he had, you know, a very, very <clears throat> tiny police department, really tiny. Uh, yeah, the, uh, they didn't really, you know, really want to scratch the surface as much. Yeah, uh, he's a rich guy. He's a rich we guy. don't want to bother the rich residents, yeah, okay? They're paying. She, she could have drowned. Yeah, right? why, why not? Yeah. His story, plausible. Yeah. Not anymore. Bye-bye. <laughs> he's gone. And then, he got swept. Didn't they at the time have like a 12-month-old uh, kid? Or they, a, they, they adopted? adopted a kid, yeah. 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 Imagine what his life Doesn't say if he out. got remarried or not. I'd be interested to know what happened there. Definitely an interesting story, Paul. 
Very interesting. But uh, Mr. Ackerman, uh, who is one of the dean of Chicago criminal defense lawyers, he says new trial. Don't worry. I'll win this one in the appellate court. We shall see. Uh, let's go to Florida real quickly, Paul. Uh, our favorite pals in Florida, huh? This is pretty rotten. I, there was video of this stuff, this one. Uh, Florida man guilty in parking lot shooting of unarmed black man. This is over a handicapped parking space. Yeah, the uh, the accused defendant, he had a, had a pet peeve about people illegally parking in handicapped spaces. And he just uh, didn't want to have it anymore. You know, here here's the problem with citizens having firearms. Because... Yeah. Sometimes real morons get them, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and people who get a concealed carry license are usually overwhelmingly responsible type people. But this guy is looking for someone to shoot, right? And unfortunately for this young African-American guy, his girlfriend or something parks in this handicapped spot. And he comes back out and this dude is all up in their business. Yeah. yeah. Said white man, right? Yeah. Who just got found guilty for shooting this guy. In 2018. And uh, he turns it into World War III and he winds up murdering this black kid. Uh-huh. Right? Which yeah. is yeah. just ridiculous. But, and of course, he had the, I was in fear of my life. I was standing ground defense, bop, 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 all that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the jury in Florida did not buy that crap. And they, he gone. He gone for a long, long time. So, folks, if you carry a weapon... Mind your own business. None of your business was parking in the handicap. Leave it up to leave it up to the professionals, the police department. Call the popo. They like writing that five hundred thousand dollar ticket. It's a two yeah, in Chicago. Okay. What is it? A two hundred two hundred twenty dollar ticket. It's a pretty yeah. steep price, right? And and my experience with judges, you're not going to get a break on that handicap parking stuff. If, if it's in a, if it's in a private parking lot, just. Have the, uh, I don't know, the uh, the uh, manager call the tow company and have it towed. I don't know. Or just walk away and or mind, mind your, your own, own business. business. That's right. Right? Yeah. No no sense in taking a human life. Over a damn because parking you can, spot. Because, basically, right? The yeah. dude did it because he felt like he could do it and get away with it. Yeah, guys. I, I have no grace or sympathy for this guy. I'm right there with you, buddy. See you later. Adios. Good riddance. Let's go to uh, Queens, New York, uh, where the uh, occupier of uh, Casablanca, you know, he's uh, he's from. You know who that is? Who's that? Trumpy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he might be from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. lives in Manhattan. He maintains a residence there. Trump Towers. But in any event, we digress. What happened in Queens? A uh, pretty famous chef, right? Yeah. I uh, doesn't come to work, and they go looking for him, and bad news. So yeah, Andrea Zamp- Zamperoni, who who basically runs the yeah, Cipriani's uh, uh, in New York, uh, he was uh, I don't know in the presence of uh, uh, a madam or just uh, just, just, a just your regular person, old nasty little prostitute around. who's supplying liquid ecstasy to her clients, among other things. Yes, and Andrea, you, you know, being a chef working twenty hours a day, didn't have time to, I guess, for uh, Snapchat or. Facebook dating or, you know, whatever is out there today. So he called the local prostitute, turned out to be a really bad decision. Yeah. Because this local prostitute, she's responsible for killing two other dudes, too. I think she's starting to qualify as a serial killer, right? Yeah. It's it's a bad story all around. Yeah. Whenever you start mixing fentanyl with uh, Uh, anything else or just fentanyl by itself, and watch out, people. I mean, just don't hang out with prostitutes. How about that? That's a good idea, right? (laughs) That'd probably save yourself some grief because talented, smart, 
uh, personal young chef, right? Kid me, just life snuffed out. I mean, horribly, gone forever. Yeah, just for uh, you know a few minutes of pleasure. And I'm pretty sure no one was pouring the drugs on these guys. No, 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 voluntarily jumping in and going, yeah, let's let's go party. Yeah, people, stay away from prostitutes. That's right. Nothing good's going to happen. We're going to take another break. Uh, When we come back, we've got funky crime and punishment time, including some Florida action. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. I hunt the gator all night long. Sell it. See the bells from Bayou Shandy Love this alligator man uh, Welcome back Chicago people Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890 Chicago Popo Report Y'all remember Big story man That little alligator running around Humble Park a few weeks ago Local guy couldn't catch him So we hired the expert Mr. Frank Rock Yeah, alligator, yeah alligator Bob couldn't couldn't catch him, then they hired... Uh, Which, like, I might uh, add, yeah. we predicted Alligator Bob was not going to catch him, so they bring in Alligator Hunter Frank Rob from Florida to catch the gator. Why do you think Alligator Bob did not catch the alligator? It just doesn't have enough practice, Because you pay, you get what you pay for. <laughs> That's, That's right. Why. It was free, right? <laughs> yeah. And Frank Rob charged a very nominal type fee. His expenses turn out to be a lot more than what he got paid for catching the gator. All in all, is about 33000 right? <laughs> That's including overtime and streets and yeah. sin and all yeah. kinds of nonsense. Yeah, it costs the city that much. Right. He got. He was staying in a nice hotel, though, if I recall, one of our better uh, establishments downtown. Yeah, it wasn't the Howard Johnson. It was. Uh, it was not the Howard Johnson on Ohio Street, was it? No, probably the Peninsula. <laughs> yeah. Four Seasons. A, I think it was something along uh, Rich Carlton, something like that, right? <laughs> but, but only the only the best. But the. Frank, our boy Frank Rob is back in the news this week. And he caught he caught more than, than an alligator. He did catch more than a gator. And, uh, any of you have seen Frank? I, I wouldn't call him uh, George Clooney handsome. I wouldn't call him Duck Commander handsome even. <laughs> Frank's got a beard. Looks like he you know might be related to Moses and been on the mountain for about six months without any scissors. A billion of- six years maybe. Those beards are kind of trendy these days. I see a lot of guys, a lot of yes, the beards are, are trendy. But Frank was a little beard. light in the ass. Probably weighs about one sixty, soaking wet, wet, <laughs> kind of tall. Yeah. Got the big beard. I, I'm not saying Frank's ugly, but he's not a real attractive man. Is not up to our Chicago standards, right, right, bro? <laughs> I mean, everybody in this studio is better looking at him, and that's saying something. <laughs> not for Loopy, but for the rest of us. But Frank, Frank snagged himself a gal pal hey, while he's up here in Chicago. When you're a celebrity, Paul, it doesn't matter how you know if you're good looking or not yeah, good looking. You know uh, how much how fat your wallet is. If you're a celebrity, you're gonna you're gonna get the chicks. Man. Yeah, I don't see a lot of chicks up here with us. Okay, <laughs> but, of course we're both happily married men. Yeah, that's right. Two women who practice uh, divorce law. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're gonna be remain happy forever. So we're not messing but, uh, with that. Uh, yeah, the, the thing is, though, no one's. Shown a picture of the girlfriend. Now, we know women, right? If they're good looking, they love having their picture taken. Are we digressing? We're going to talk bad about the girlfriend. No, it's not, it's not. I'm sure, I'm sure a, a picture is forthcoming, but yeah. Let's hope so. But yeah. we, we want to know. 
Alligator Bob. What does I mean, Alligator Rob? Popo, I have no idea. But well, we like because it involved it. police resources, it involved you know <laughs> stakeouts looking for the uh, right. looking for the alligator, we're, we're and then the just... alligator got caught, and the alligator was never prosecuted. You know, Fox and Friends let him loose. That's why we're talking about it. That's right. <laughs> no, no, the case remains open, doesn't it? Who placed that said alligator in our lovely, humble part? Lagoon. Maybe Dan Webb will look into it. We'll, I'm thinking we'll maybe Dan, Dan will uh, bring Frank back up and have depose him. It, it's part of that, case, right? It's part of a special prosecutor <laughs> role. He will right. look into it. Yeah, while I'm looking at this Jussie Smollett case, given relief, yeah. I think we're going to take a look at the alligator case. Why you didn't do anything on that? Why there's still uh, alligator, illegal alligators running around unprosecuted in your county? I'll look into it uh, pro bono at that. <laughs> yes. Well... What's our next story? We got another, well, another story involving uh, a couple. Ah, this, this down in Texas. This not not so tragic. happy. <laughs> kind of tragic. tragically, didn't it? Yeah. What happened uh, in their wedding day five minutes after walking out of the Justice of the Peace uh, office down there? Uh, well, as they were getting on their way, you know, jumping on the highway, they were involved in a car crash. They were married, you know, barely five minutes when uh, their lives were tragically taken. Well, they're driving the a car and they got whacked by a pickup truck who's uh, dragging a uh, trailer, carrying a tractor trailer behind it, which is, you know. It's a lot of weight. Yeah, it's a lot of weight hitting that little sedan. And uh, the, 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 the bride's mom said they hadn't even been married for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what's the moral of this story, Paul? I moral the story is to slow down and look. Especially, I, I've spent a lot of time in Texas over here. You get on them rural roads, uh -huh. and there might not be traffic for 10, 15 minutes, you know? And, I, and, you know, you just got married. You're all hyped up and happy and giggly, and you pull out, and you really didn't look. They clear that intersection, and boom, it's all over within a second. So the top-line takeaway from this story is uh, once you get hitched, once you get married, uh, just keep it locally. You know, hang out for a little bit. Don't jump on the highways because uh, you never know who's going to... Be on the highways. Oh, there and the victims were nineteen and twenty years 19 old. And Very 20, young, yeah. man. Really young to get married, right? Yeah, but they're gone. This is this is terrible. How about let me move on to something a little more uplifting? Yes, uh, involving U.S. Customs. So uh, a guy was trying to get back in the country. Was it from Jamaica? Yes. And uh, he was, you know, bringing back some local honey in uh, in, in three jars. You know, hey, I brought makes, back a lot of honey yeah, from Greece over some, the years, yeah, right? Yeah, it makes me, yes. exactly. So, yes. you know, Local yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. I don't think honey is a prohibited item list, right? No, no. What, what did the boys at Customs say this honey was? This is where the problems start. Hey, what are you trying to, you trying to bring over some methamphetamines? And he's like, what's, what are methamphetamines? <laughs> I'm a Jamaican. You don't know what ganja is, my friend. I could talk about yeah, that, but I, with this meth thing, we don't have that thing, in Jamaica. No, no, we don't mess with that. Uh, no, no, no. And this, by the way, this guy's father of six. He had two jobs. Um, he gets locked up on suspicion of transporting methamphetamine. Which was honey. Yeah, at the Baltimore Washington Airport. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's even funnier? He he thought these guys, you know, the customs were were digging into his uh, in his luggage because they smelled. He thought they smelled KFC that he uh, <laughs> he was eating. He's like, hey, it's it's just, that's right just now. chicken. Yeah, leftover <laughs> KFC in his carry on luggage. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess he paid a lot of money for that in Jamaica. He didn't want to waste it. It's just the chicken, guys. What's the big deal over here? And then no, 
Well, they grab the honey. They go, this looks like drugs. Cuff him, and off he goes. Gone. Right? Are you kidding? And then, and then uh, Customs says, well, the honey tested positive for meth. I'm calling BS. The dude was locked up for 82 days. Are you kidding me? Nope. 82 days. He didn't have no uh, money, right? Ice had a hold on him. I mean, <laughs> I, there's confusion over his green card and immigration status. And and finally, a, a Georgia lab did a second test. And uh, they said, no, nah, man, dude, it's it's honey. It's not drugs. Not Not even close. Right. Yeah, but by this time he's been in jail eighty-two days. I mean, his uh, he's life lost his job. Yeah, life is life is ruined. Uh, his uh, his credits like you know zero by now. Dan Webb needs to get involved in this one because when they asked the state's attorney who's responsible for this ma- mistake, the state's attorney's office said, "Well, none of the agencies made any errors. That's some not total, us. That's some total BS. He must have walked himself into jail for eighty-two days, right? It's a voluntary thing. Someone needs to answer uh-huh. for this crap. Yes, yeah, somebody does need to answer for this one because uh, honey is is hardly resembles meth in any way, shape, or form. No, no. This is somebody they didn't like, man. They just decided they didn't like this dude, and they they teed him up, and off he went. Exactly. So from honey and meth, we're going to go into Botox, buddy. We love Botox. Over there in Struggling, Texas. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, we had a chicky. Botox is expensive, all right? It really is. The treatments, they're, yeah. they're, you got to pay through the roof. So, you know, if you could just get it for free, why not, right? <laughs> yeah, not a, it needed a little work oh, to, get, yeah. to get it to Botox, man, huh? <laughs> there we, there we had this chick, man. She had got the saw out, and she just cut her way into the Botox clinic. <laughs> she got that battery-powered granny saw. And how do we know that? It's on videotape, <laughs> <That's> right? right. <laughs> Sugarland, Texas. <laughs> she was going to get that Botox. I'm and, not leaving here without my Botox. And, and I love this. She pulls a saw out of the back of a Mercedes SUV. <laughs> he uses the cut into the clinic's main door. That's the easiest way to get to the Botox. I, I got to tell you, the, the, the husband may be wanting to get rid of this one, I'm guessing, okay? This might be the perfect reason to head down to the divorce court down there in Sugarland. So I'm guessing, I don't know if she knows how to apply the Botox. You know, you got to like, uh, she you got to inject it. She probably knows way around uh, power saws, though. You got to <laughs> inject it. You've got to either, yeah, she knows, she, I don't know, she's going to sell it. Is she going to do it herself? She's got clients. I don't know. I mean, it, there's a lot of risk involved, you know, to get some Botox. There's got to be some payment. Some, you know, this some was for personal use, man. She personal doesn't want to pay for this stuff anymore. And what is it, like 60, 80? Bucks a shot or something. I mean, it, it very, man, I think here's like 150. Is it like yeah? yeah. Not, not cheap. It's not cheap, man. So you like, got to do it like every every couple months, every so three like months. What meth would cost? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a drug, man. You get addicted. <laughs> you you, you want to stay looking young and good. How's that working out for? Her? Did she she's get bond? She's Do still lo- she's still loose. No one's found her. It's working out for her very well. All right, so that was great, Paul. We're going to take another break, our last break. Uh, when we come back, we've got happy ending coming, and uh, we've got a man forced to streak over $350 narcotics debt. That's a great story, Paul. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report. We'll see you in a bit. Hi. Uh, we're back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Acquired, Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. We got a, got a cute story coming up here, Loop. Yeah, you What's know it? what? Before what? that, I think we should go streaking. You think so? Woo! We're streaking. We're streaking. <laughs> well, there was some streaking going on down there in South Carolina, wasn't there? 
Pretty unique streak job. What did the guy tell the Popo? Why he's streaking down there in Myrtle Beach? <laughs> he said that the uh, his dope dealer wanted to embarrass him because he uh, he owed three hundred and fifty dollars, you know, in narcotics. Mister Shepard's forty two years old, a little little old to be participating in all the shenanigans, isn't he? Huh? Well, yeah, you know, Frank in old school was about his age. He went streaking. What's the big deal? But except uh, Mr. Shepard uh, was forced to go streaking. According to him, uh, his drug dealer showed up, uh, displayed a weapon, wanted his money, and said, I don't have the money. And what happened then? He went, well, usually you get your kneecaps blown out or you something gets broken. I mean, just forced streaking. It's not a bad deal. I'll take it. <laughs> the dude said, the dope, said, alleged dope dealer says, tell you what. We'll forget the 350 if you take your claws off, start running down the street. Right? Yeah. And he did. He did. Of course, the neighbors became a little offended by this whole streaking thing in the middle of the day in Myrtle Beach, didn't they? They called the Popo. And by the way, the drug dealer was supposedly following him in a red SUV. Yeah. But he... Well, he wanted to make sure he did, you know, what he wanted him to do. He said he displayed a gun, but he didn't point it at him or threaten him with it. Oh, no, no. He didn't want to hook up his... Drug deal on anything more serious, right? And he didn't want to follow up on any charges or anything because, you know, he just wants to leave this thing in-house. Why involve the authorities? I didn't call the popo. Somebody else did. So I'm with this victim, you know. Why involve the authorities at all? I paid my debt to my, my dealer. <laughs> I done my, you know, my deed, and let's just leave it at that. Uh, there's a, he has more problems, Luke. Mr. Shepard is a registered sex offender <laughs> due to a rape conviction. In Massachusetts, when he was 17, he failed to register as said sex offender at all, which resulted in a federal conviction of 41-month prison sentence. So Shepard's got a little bit of problems. Yeah, with it's a big the whole deal. Naked thing. It's a big deal, people. You got to. You fail to register. You know, you go into another state or another uh, another jurisdiction. Yeah, it's big trouble. Right. Very true. Moving yeah. right along, where are we going now, Loop? We're going to Kennewick, Washington. We've got a man whose truck was stolen while he was stealing from another store across the street. I love this story. It's called some classic <laughs> karma, buddy. The dude's robbing someplace, right? And while he's ripping off someone, his who steals a 1992 Chevy pickup truck? But he left the keys in it. He left the keys, yeah. yeah. Well, He left the keys behind on the seat. So the thief just drove off. They just needed some wheels at the time. I don't think they're very, you know, discerning. <laughs> Pickup's still missing. Instant karma. Shame on you. By the way, he's on videotape stealing at the other place. So so I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So his his pickup truck gets stolen, and then he calls the Popo. The Popo come and investigate. They're like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, okay. And then they... By just, the way, what are you doing here? It's 6 o'clock <laughs> in the morning, right? And they just happen to, you know, watch the surveillance footage. And uh, said perp is uh, now booked in the Benton County Jail on a warrant and a new burglary charge. So here you go. Gangsters, don't leave the keys on the front seat. Okay, at least put them out underneath the floor mat or something. The hits just keep on coming us. So where are we going now? Ah, we're off to Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. Oh, here we go. We love this story, Luke, down there in Memphis. Lovely little town in South Tennessee, right over right across the river from northeast Mississippi. And we got a mom and a daughter. They walk Just into the, in the family grocery store and they decide, you know what? We're eating crab legs tonight. Only the best. <laughs> Probably going for about 24 bucks a pound down there in Memphis, right? They're not expensive anywhere. I mean, they're not inexpensive. That's right. 
So, uh, said mom and daughter put the crab legs in their purse, f- forgot to pay for them when they checked out. But the manager, you know, seen that Gabrielle and Felicia, said mom and daughter, stuffed hundreds of dollars worth of crab legs into their purse. Who was, super low foods on Quincy Road in Memphis. Who was also struck twice in the face as he tried to uh, confront these uh, would-be crustacean, uh, you know, well, you uh, stealers. Out, you breaking out that big word, didn't you? You've been waiting <laughs> to do that all show, haven't you? I know you have. Well, let me tell you. They tuned up the store manager, and now they're in jail. They got big, bigger problems. You think they're going to be uh, prosecuted jointly? You think they have a joint defense on this one, right? Stupid and stupider. You know, it stays in the family. Hey, Mama, come on. Take the heat for this one on me, okay? Tell them I didn't do anything. You forced me. That's right. You made me do it, Mom. Yeah, either you come with me and steal some crab legs or you don't have a roof over your head tonight. Well, you know what? Not too smart, the whole gang of them, are they? No. No, they weren't very bright. Now they're both in jail. What do you say we go to, uh, we, let's, let's lay down in Florida. We got a man who, uh, let's see, he menaces the victim with a machete for not flushing his toilet. Well, that's a good reason to get menaced with a machete. Flush. It's common courtesy, right? When you come over my crib and you use my <laughs> toilet, make sure you flush the toilet, right? I don't want to be looking at no logs in my toilet, okay? And if you leave any, and if you leave, if, if you've got some heavy, you know, problems, you make sure you clean it up with, with set Clorox wipes there, you know. Hey, we got that brush out. there for a reason, okay? Exactly. Not to shine your car. And what was his defense, though? Did he have a defense? He said, poop happens. There we go. That's his defense, buddy. About time we hit that happy ending, bro. Yo! Uh, what are we, this is a good happy ending. Sort of. She got shot 17 times, but she lived to tell about it. I guess it is a happy ending, right? I'll tell you what, man. This this is a great story. This is a Chicago story, right? Yes, it is. Th- this lady, Kiwani Jones, got shot 17 times and has lived to talk about it. But that's after 14 surgeries since she was, sh- she was shot on July 13th this year. Bullets tore through all her major organs and, and limbs. Her right arm had to be rebuilt. Bones were all shattered. Mother of four, man. Mother of four, man. You let me tell you, she she's tough. I mean, major league tough. Not too many people survive that kind of gunshot. And this is over a parking spot too. Another Uh, parking spot story. Man, this is so silly. Not a handicapped parking spot story, but I mean, yeah, the guy demanded that she move her car from the spot from her from his spot, and And she said she was moving it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She was getting in the car to move it, and the dude lit her up. Shoots her seventeen times. Exactly. This guy should get like 80 years for that one. There you go. And right? Yeah. And she survived.